If I can encourage you in one thing today is that everyone who is crazy enough to write a book is going to get stuck at some point. Everyone. Many times. Throughout the entire process. Writing a book is a little like wandering around, trying to find your way in the dark, and then you fall into a body of water and you're trying not to drown in the dark. Well, if that's you, it's gonna be okay, friends, because in today's episode, I am going to throw you a life raft and a flashlight, because we are gonna be talking about five common ways you might be getting stuck in your draft and how to overcome. Hey, friends, welcome to the Inspired to Write podcast. My name is Olivia Roan. I'm a writer who loves Jesus, a dog mom, a story development nerd, and I have a huge passion for all things creative. I know you have a story on your heart that you're dying to tell. There is something unique inside of you that God is trying to call out through your creativity. But you get caught up in the details of how do I write a good story? How do I make my characters come to life on the page? Does my book truly matter? You find yourself stuck writing chapter one over and over, burnt out, discouraged, and on the brink of quitting. I made this podcast because I believe in your story. I want to encourage you through scripture and help you develop your craft, grow spiritually, and create with the creator in mind. If you are ready to make an impact through your book that will honor God no matter what market you choose to write for, then grab a notebook and some coffee and let's get inspired to write. Hey everyone, as always, I am so excited you're joining me today. We've got an exciting topic today that I cannot wait to unpack, but first, before I do, I want to remind you guys to leave a review over on Apple Podcast. I am a new baby little podcast show, and I need all the help I can get to get some visibility and get my name out there. So if you are enjoying this content and you want to see more episodes, please consider leaving a review so that others like you might find this show and enjoy it too. That is the hope. That is the goal. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about five common ways you might be getting stuck in your draft and how to overcome. This is a very important topic for me because I happen to be the queen of getting stuck in my draft and I have come up with a lot of creative ways over the years to get myself going again when I am in a rut. So if you are stuck and frustrated staring at a blank screen or a blank page, please know you are not alone. This is such a normal thing. Don't get discouraged. We will get you out of this. That is what I'm here for. Not only in today's episode, but my entire podcast, so keep tuning back and hopefully you'll find some fresh inspiration to keep you motivated, to keep you going. Don't get discouraged. We can do this, my friends. We can do this. I'm here to support and encourage you. The blank page will not win, in Jesus' name. <laughs> so let's dive into the first reason why you might be getting stuck in your draft. And the first reason is you are trying to make it perfect. Yikes. Okay. Confession. This is one that I struggle with a lot. (laughs) I'll just put it that way. In fact, as I was starting to talk about this reason, um, I realized I had way too much to say. So there will be an episode coming out about perfectionism and how to start the journey to overcome and all that good stuff. So be on the lookout for that. But today... I just want to briefly hit the topic because I'm trying to actually fit in five reasons like I promised I would at the beginning of the episode and not just spend the entire time talking about this one. 
Needless to say, I think it is very important to address perfectionism if we want to unlock more of our creative potential. And honestly, I think everybody struggles with this in some way. So if you find yourself staring at a blank page because you don't like any of the ideas that are coming to your head and you won't let them flow out onto the page, chances are you already know that you struggle with perfectionism. So how do we get out of our own way and actually write? Let me tell you the sneaky way that I tricked my brain into writing when it just wanted to make it perfect. I stopped sending my kindergartner to algebra. I realize that is a very strange saying, so give me a second and I'll unpack that. So I was a nanny for a couple of years and I loved it so much. I loved the little children that I got the privilege and the honor to watch. They were so, so precious. And one of my favorite things about the job was just watching them grow and learn new skills and all the milestones that they would hit at different ages. And I remember one time when the little one I was nannying started taking their first steps and I was so happy, so excited and just celebrating with them. And I remember God was like, that's how you need to treat your draft, your book. And I was like, what? Like, what are you what do you mean? And the gist of what I felt like he was saying to me was, your book is like a baby. It's a new precious idea and it's going to hit a lot of growth milestones. In the same way that you are patient with a child and you get excited with them as they grow, do that with your book. When you watched her take that step, you didn't expect her to start running next. You didn't expect her to start doing jumping jacks. You were just excited because she learned to walk. She was quite literally one step closer to becoming the beautiful person you know she has the potential to be. And it's exciting to see those small little steps. It's so fun. And I help guide her in the skills that she needs to walk. And I lead her into opportunities so that she can walk. And I'm excited when she does take her first step, but I'm not putting any unnecessary pressure on her or I'm not waking up with the expectation of today. Today is the day that you must walk or I'm going to be so mad at you. No, no, you don't treat anybody that way. <laughs> Instead, I'm patient with her because I know she's going to hit these milestones when she's ready. And I have fun on the journey in the meantime. I give her the time and space that she needs to develop without putting any unnecessary pressure on her because no matter what, she is precious to me and I know she is going to grow into the beautiful human being that I already see developing inside of her. But when it came to my book and to my writing, I was so worried that it was not going to turn into anything of value that I am taking my kindergartner of a draft and shoving it in high school algebra classes and saying, learn, get better, get better. And I'm, I'm being so harsh on myself, on my draft because I'm expecting it to be perfect on the first try. Because yeah, that's possible. Almost as possible as a kindergartner learning algebra. It's not fair to me to expect that level when my book is still just a baby, when it's still just a new idea, when it's still growing, when it's still developing. 
My little book baby will take algebra one day. It will. It just might not be today. I have to trust that my book will be okay, that it will grow up, that it will be good if I just stay patient and allow it to grow. So I decided if I'm not going to say it to a child, I'm not going to speak it over my draft. And surprisingly, this helps a ton. And to trick your brain even further, what you can do is I'm sure as you were hearing me speak, you thought of a child in your life that you love. Take a picture of them and put it in your writing space. And you can even attach the name of your work in progress to the picture and look at it and say, if I would not say it to this child as they're learning and growing and developing and stumbling and getting back up again, then I'm not going to speak it over my writing and I'm not going to speak it over my draft because we are going to grow, we are going to make mistakes, and we're going to be okay. It's also just really fun to think about your book in this way. Just imagine going along this journey with your book and they're a new little fresh baby idea and you nurse it and it comes a toddler and it starts toddling around and actually getting somewhere and as they get older they get sassier and then all of a sudden your querying agents are looking into self-publishing and you're like oh my little book baby's applying to college oh where did the time go I mean, I could get carried away, but it's a great visual, a concrete way to put things into perspective. So you can stop sending your kindergartner to algebra because it isn't fair to them or to you. They will get there, just not in kindergarten. Reason number two why you might be getting stuck in your draft is that you are trying to write what others want you to write. If selling your book is a goal you have for yourself in your in the future, I understand that we need to be mindful of the market and what people are looking for, but there's a pretty fine line between understanding your genre and your market and trying to force yourself to become the artist you think other people expect you to be or trying to fit to somebody else's definition of a good writer instead of your own. I mean, I could have titled this episode Early Struggles I Had in My Writing Journey because this is also something that I battled with. I remember in college, I always felt like I was being belittled or laughed at because I really enjoyed kid and family content. I just thought it was sweet, and we already know I love kids. I just thought it was sweet and wholesome, and I just love how people could break down complicated subject matters into ways that a child can understand in such impactful ways. I just love it. I love it. I love it. But I did not give myself the permission to love it. And I know I did that looking back because I was comparing myself to the people around me and going like, oh, well, they like black and white foreign films that you need subtitles to watch with really weird visual metaphors. That's the way that I need to be as an artist. I need to be dark and moody to be mature and a great artist. No, oh my gosh, no. I'm like looking back and I'm like, ooh, why did I think that? But it's so easy to get caught up in that trap when you don't know who you are as an artist or you 
don't understand how valuable you are as an artist. I did myself such a disservice to compare myself to them and trade away my worldviews and trade away my perspective to try to fit myself into theirs. I was shutting down my voice because I didn't like or understand the sound. I thought I had to sound like them. I am here to tell you, friends, I love your voice. I love the way it sounds. I love what you have to say. I love what you're going to say. Be the artist you are, not the artist you think you should be. Your voice is valuable and you have insights and perspectives and worldviews that the world needs to see untainted. The only person who should define who you are as an artist is God. Not even yourself, because you don't even know yourself the way that God knows you, to be honest. You don't love yourself the way that God loves you. He knows the potential that he put deep inside of you. He knows that there are greater things in store for you than you can imagine. Allow him to call that out in you. But that is going to take you not listening to other voices and tuning into his No one else can call that out of you. So honestly, all the other voices are irrelevant in comparison to him. Yes, we can learn from others. Yes, there is constructive feedback, constructive criticism. But I'm talking about something that runs a little bit deeper. And it's the insecurities that keep pulling you back into the wrong influences. I hope we can kind of see the distinction I'm trying to make. You're not shutting out every voice that wants to help you, but not every voice wants to help you. And even if they did, it can get confusing when you don't even know who you are as an artist or what you want to write. Nothing kept me more stuck. Like, honestly, I couldn't even say I was stuck because I couldn't even start. I couldn't even come up with a good idea because... I wasn't connected to my own heart or my own emotions or what I even wanted to create or why I was even creating because I was so busy trying to be someone else who I thought would succeed because that's the kind of person that would succeed in the environment that I was in at the time. Sad but true. And I don't want that for you. The way you overcome in this issue is the way you overcome a lot of things in life. You need to pray and listen. I know prayer seems like the Christian cop-out answer, but if you want to hear the voice of God, the best way to do that is to start a conversation. Ask God, how did you create my heart? What should I create? What unique giftings did you put inside of me? Teach me about my identity. And if you have never heard the voice of God, I am here today to tell you, my friends, that he still speaks today. And I am going to challenge you to keep praying and keep seeking him and keep asking, even if you feel really dumb, until you hear the voice of God. Get in worship if you have to. Read the word, journal, but pray, 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 and ask until you reach that breakthrough and you know for sure I have heard the voice of God because 
it is distinctive. You cannot mistake it with anything else. I promise you. And I don't care how long it takes. I'm going to challenge you to keep pushing through until you hear from God. Because the only way you can break through this issue is if you know who you are as an artist. And I believe personally that God needs to speak that into you because he's got a better answer than anyone can come up with. God speaks in many ways and I don't have all the time to go into it in this episode, but I trust God to teach you. And if you haven't heard his voice before, if this is a foreign concept to you, I understand this is a big ask and I understand it may seem strange, but I'm going to challenge you anyway and I'm just going to ask you to believe that God is big enough to exceed your expectations and to exchange what you know for what you need. All right, I need to move on because this episode is getting long. (laughs) Reason number three why you might be getting stuck in your draft is because you're burnt out. I know you're dying to finish your book. I know you want to get all your ideas out and I know you want to get it published and you want the world to see it, but don't push yourself too far. Am I speaking to myself or am I speaking to y'all? I don't know. (laughs) If you're just focused on productivity, productivity alone and you're pushing yourself to meet all your goals and you're not taking time to refill your creative well you're going to get burnt out and you're going to get stuck it's it's pretty much a promise you need to take care of yourself and you need to rest rest sabbath god did it you can do it take at least a day off each week from your writing and whatever other job you have. You need a day of rest. And you need to figure out intentional ways to rest that will help refuel your creativity. Do you like going on walks? Do you like swimming? Have you had a chance to read that book you've been really wanting to read? Listen to some really great music you love? Or just take a nap. But you need to do things for yourself that are not work-related and are absolutely not productive. They're freeing and they refresh your soul. And they're going to refuel your creativity and your ideas. What things do you love that you think are insignificant, but they actually are so crucial for you to get your creative spark back? That's what you need to do once a week, every week. I am giving you full permission, and I hope you will grant yourself the same permission, to do nothing. Get nothing accomplished. You will accomplish nothing. And that will accomplish everything when it comes to getting yourself unstuck because you literally have no fuel left to go anymore. You've got to refuel. And you've got to sustainably over time create so you're gonna pick a day and grab your list of insignificant but really fun things to do and you're gonna do them all day long and nothing else you're gonna do this as many times as it takes for you to start feeling like a person again stop treating this as a "Mm, maybe if i have time issue and start treating this as a spiritual issue because it is a spiritual issue And I promise once you do, watch yourself come to life again. Alright, the fourth reason why you might be getting stuck in your draft is because you're not actually making time for it. It is really hard to 
get into the mindset of something and then switch to something else and then switch back to it and then keep on switching without there being some sort of effect. So chances are, if you are not taking the time to make sure you're writing at least a little bit every single day, then you're going to have a greater chance of getting stuck because it's going to be harder for you to get back in touch with your story. You're kind of consistently yanking yourself out of your world and then you almost have to like take a shovel and start digging again because all that you unearthed kind of got recovered by all of the elements that were left out alone in the wild. I don't know if that metaphor is really working, but <laughs> think of it like this. Have you ever gone on vacation for like a week or two and then you go back to work and you're just not there? You're not there. It's like you have to retrain yourself again in a way because you've forgotten half of the things that you've done for the past, I don't know, five, ten years. It's just hard to get back into the swing of things when you're in vacation mode. So when you're not consistently taking time every day to at least touch your draft, you are yanking yourself from work mode to vacation mode, to work mode to vacation mode. And you don't spend significant time in each mode to be effective in either one, honestly. And I know life is busy, but if we want to write this book, my friends, we've got to learn to make busy work. Maybe you only have 30 minutes. Awesome. That is 30 minutes you can use to write a paragraph, to brainstorm ideas, just to keep your mind in book mode so it doesn't have to be yanked out again. And then the next day when you sit down to write, it will be easier to connect back to your book super fast and continue the flow that you've already started. This will take time, but start building time for you and stop and stop turning it against you. That is actually the best thing to do if you don't feel like you have time is to make time your friend, even if you only have a few minutes to a day to accomplish what you want to accomplish, you can make time your friend if you just do it consistently. All right, the fifth and final reason why you might be getting stuck in your draft is probably the most obvious one to me, at least maybe because I also get stuck on this a lot, is you have no idea where to go next in your story. You just don't have a clue. You, you're lost and your characters are lost and you don't even know what you're doing or writing about or who you are, or your name or what's going on. I, yeah, I, uh, I've been there. <laughs> it's fine, friends. I've gotten out of it. You can get out of it too. I mean, I've gotten back into it once I've gotten out of it, but then I've gotten out of it again. So, you know, we're just, we're just going to struggle with this and we're just going to fight together until we see the end. <laughs> There is lots of tactical advice I could give for this one, and I'm sure this will not be the last episode I make about this topic. There will probably be many, many episodes on this alone. So I'm going to rapid fire some quick tactical solutions because I spent way too much time talking about prayer in my book, baby, which, which sounds like me, honestly, very on brand. 
first thing I recommend is look at your characters. Do your character motivations make sense? Is your plot driving the story or are your characters driving the story? Because your characters should be driving the story. Why are they doing what you're trying to make them do? Did you give them a strong enough goal? Their goal might not be strong enough to carry them through the scene that you want to take them to, so you might need to go back and dissect and figure out what is truly driving this character to do what you're making them do. I like to do journal entries from my characters just to get in their headspace, write in first person, and make make something that's not going to be in the book so it doesn't have that pressure. Why do they feel the way they feel? You know, just throw it all out there. All the irrelevant information that you're too afraid to put in your book, put it in a little journal entry from your character that nobody's ever going to see and just have fun with it. That's the biggest key is just to have fun with it. And you'll be surprised at what comes out. Also, make a list of really crazy things that realistically would never happen and just be funny and silly and stupid with it. Don't take it seriously. If you're writing like a contemporary romance, then, you know, contemplate what would happen if a um, shooting star fell from the sky and near missed your characters. I don't know. Like, it's not a sci-fi, so clearly it doesn't make sense. That wouldn't actually happen. But the point is to be crazy, to just push ideas out of your brain and get the train going. Everything in me wants to give you more and more ideas, but this episode is getting way too long. So you're going to have to tune in for future episodes because I'm sure we are going to be tackling this issue from many, many different angles. And I am so excited to do that with you guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope it was inspiring. I hope it was encouraging. I hope it was fun. And I hope it gave you some ideas. And I can't wait to read your book. So please go write it. And again, remember to leave a review if you're enjoying this content and you want to see more. Oh, and I did create an Instagram page. If you want to connect with me through our Instagram page, um, the handle is in what do you call them? Show notes below. There you go. I am losing my brain power. So this episode is, is definitely coming to a close. Anyway, I am so happy you guys were here with me today and I hope you have an amazing, amazing, amazing rest of your day. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If this podcast is helping you or encouraging you in any way, I would really appreciate it if you would leave a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts to help this show grow. And don't forget to subscribe and share this show with a friend or somebody who you know needs to be inspired to write.